For many of us, audio consumption was for a long time relegated to the car and drive time radio shows. But now, thanks to our phones, we're able to stream pretty much any audio content at any time. At the moment, over 12 million Australians are consuming music and other audio content on their devices every month. And advertisers are quickly following. Today, we're going to talk about audio advertising and the breadth that's now in market. The IAB presents the Simplify and Inspire podcast. How do we make it simple? Try to stop a lot of the buzzwords. A chance to change the way a whole industry works. For more information, visit iabaustralia.com.au. Welcome to the IAB Simplify and Inspire podcast. My name's Gay Leroy and I'm the Director of Research at the IAB. Today I'm joined by Steve Brown, uh, who works for Southern Cross Stereo as the Head of Digital Innovation and Operations. Welcome Steve. Thanks Gay, nice to be with you today. Thanks for coming in. Before we get into um, the real topic that we're going to talk about, which is some upcoming research and events that we're holding, do you want to just give people a little bit of background on your role at Southern Cross Stereo and a little bit of background? Yeah, of course. Yeah, um, I've been working in advertising for about 17 years now. First half of my career was actually in radio, so I worked with a couple of the big networks, and the last half of my career has been in digital. So I feel hopefully reasonably well informed um, to navigate the conversation today. Um, specifically, the role at Southern Cross Stereo um, was originally the head of digital sales and operations. Um, as the business has grown and digital has become more uh, an intrinsic part of the organisation, uh, my role has evolved to the head of digital innovation and operations. So very much looking at the future view uh, of what the business can do around audio. So that having that background, I guess, in radio would be helpful in terms of navigating, as we all know, in different media companies merging those different silos, having that understanding of the core business. I hope so. <laughs> would have been great. <laughs> and, and I guess from your point of view, it would have been an interesting journey with the, the digital side of audio. Um, coming to play over the last few years. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's very much the flavour of of the month or the year. And we talk about trends in in, uh, in media. Uh, it's been bubbling away for a while now. I think it's it's uh, only natural, as with every other uh, mainstream uh, media channel, that there's some level of audience moving to digital consumption. So audio is no different to that. Uh, and we're observing where that goes and and who are the big players and and most importantly, what consumers are driving. Uh, at the end of the day, they're the ones that are um, making the change or, or navigating this for us. So it's up to the media organisations to adapt to that. Yeah, and find, find new ad formats at work. Absolutely. Um, so you're part of the IAB Audio Council, um, which has been going for about 18 months now. Um, we're going to have a little bit of chat today about research that we're bringing out for two events that are coming up. Um, so we have an event in Sydney on the 22nd of February, which is nearly booked out. Um, have a check by the time this podcast comes out, it may be booked out, but beg and steal tickets. Uh, and then also a similar event in Melbourne on the 27th of February. So this is the second, second wave of industry research rather than consumer research, looking at media buyers and advertisers, um, their views on what they've been doing and their uh, projections for what's happening in the current year. So Steve, you were involved in the research last year. Was that a valuable thing for SCA? Yeah, very much so. I think it was valuable for the industry, let alone just SCA. I think that um, the desire by um, media buyers, media planners, um, also media owners is to understand the landscape a lot better. Uh, and you know, good, good research by the IAB and other organisations in the marketplace as well are, are really studying audio as the 
new frontier, if you will, um, where, as I said before, audiences are driving change and and uh, the more research, the more insight, the better. Specifically, the IAB research was um, kicked off last year and, and a fantastic view as to, um, particularly from a buyer's point of view or a planning media point of view, um, where where the trends are. So really insightful. Mm. Um, and as I said, in line with other pieces of research in the market, it's, it's fantastic. Mm. So I haven't let you see the new results yet, but last year uh, we saw about half of the media buyers um, planning, at least planning their streaming with their broadcast radio with the same teams. Um, I guess from your previous role in sales and your role in operations at the moment, do you think that's moved in the last 12 months? I would say so, yes. I think um, if you look from a digital media point of view, you know, displays had its run, it's been sort of foundational to our digital growth over the long term. Video's had a fantastic run in the last few years. I think audio's um, going through that journey as we speak. Uh, and at the same time, media agencies in particular are. Um, looking to find efficiencies and, and greater effectiveness in planning and buying. So um, having teams that work on both online and offline in audio is a, that makes absolute sense to me. Um, so we're seeing that trend grow. Um, and I think that um, the, the benefit for clients is that they get a more holistic view of what audiences are doing in audio. Mm. Uh, so the planning is more holistic than just whether it's online or offline. And is that coming through the other end in terms of how they're measuring the effectiveness of those cross campaigns? Um, it's not super clear at this stage. I yep. still think there's work to be done in that space. Um, there's plenty of good models out there. I know um, most of the consortiums have a pretty good uh, view and some very intelligent people working on those models. Mm. Um, but I still think it's got a fair way to go. I think that's measurement is a really interesting piece where you've got the upfront audience measurement, as in reach and unique individuals uh, beyond device. Um, but then you've also got campaign measurement and effectiveness measurement. So both those parts of the measurement cycle, if you will, need to be addressed. Um, I think we're getting a lot better at both ends, um, but it's taking a lot of focus and a lot of smart people to do that. Mm. And I know within, within council meetings, there's a lot of discussion about having to educate, I guess, the traditional buyers in digital and then the digital buyers in traditional. Um, is that starting to happen? Is that um, over the last 12 months made some progress? As in, are there less acronyms? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so I, it's starting to happen, yes. Yeah. I think um, uh, definitely from, from a sales point of view at SCA, the, the sellers, uh, traditional radio sellers, are, mm. are really well-versed now in, in digital metrics, yeah. which I think is helping navigate the sales process. Uh, as I said, I think there's a lot of effort going into the planning and buying process as well, um, and work from the IAB uh, uh, with, the, with the research coming out is definitely helping that uh, understanding. So there's a, a bit of work to be done, and it's um, I think it's a global challenge, uh, mm. and it's not just audio. I think it's uh, many different channels are working to navigate what um, audience measurement looks like, both on and offline, and then ultimately for the client, what is the campaign effectiveness if you're running an audio campaign on and offline. And SCA has a wide variety of, of businesses and stations throughout the, the country. Um, I guess us as an industry often get very focused on the metro, on the big national buyers. 
is that streaming in the digital side coming through in the regional areas as much and the regional sales teams? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we've just gone through a consolidation of our apps. So we were running uh, over 70 apps. Um, now we're down to about 40, okay. um, which was the alignment of the Triple M and uh, HIT brands into the region. So um, us as a business are looking at that very closely. Mm. Um, what you're seeing from a consumer point of view is also the rollout of MBN uh, and soon to be 5G uh, in some regions next year. So that's going to be a pretty significant uh, driver of uptake uh, from a consumer point of view when um, streaming or podcasting or, or any mm. IP-based consumption will be a lot more uh, efficient and probably more cost-effective for them. So, yeah, there's, there's some interesting uh, elements on the horizon. Yeah, good. In terms of, I guess, uptake, and it's been a fairly quick shift for a lot of consumers moving from um, sort of linear broadcasting to streaming or to catch-ups or podcasting. Creative. Creative is always a challenge. Like the initial thing was always both with video. It started whack your TV ad into to a video format. Um, from an audio point of view, what are you seeing in terms of clients really getting their head around? I guess you as a business and clients getting their head around improving creative experience for consumers. Yeah, I think um, it's a lot easier in audio because the cost of entry for creative is a lot lower mm -hmm. so you can produce a, a, an audio campaign for a, a few thousand dollars um, SCA and, and most other broadcasters have um, creative capability in-house so we can help navigate clients and agencies around that space um, one of the interesting trends now is uh, seeing um, CMPs arrive or creative management platforms mm. uh, and there's some uh, communications in market at the moment around a, a brand called a million ads where they produce a number of different elements um, of the creative audio and based on the data produced at the time of the ad call, the elements of the ad are made up to personalise the audio content or the audio ad to that particular consumer. So, so it's geo and demographic and station or what sort of data is it pulling on? Yeah, well, the, the, the richer the better. Yeah. Um, it's uh, generally um, geo and potentially weather and time of day. Mm -hmm. So some pretty um, ubiquitous um, data inputs, but if you combine those, uh, which add up to a pretty strong context for the consumer if you're mm -hmm. thinking about um, you know being a hot day or a cold day or being in the morning or in the afternoon uh, or being male or female they're very different conversations that a brand would have with a consumer so um, there's a lot of merit in that type of audio solution it's something you can do a lot easier than video for example I know display has been looking at that for a period of time so uh, I think there's there's technology that will help enable that beyond the amazing um, art that is yeah. you know crafting a really good um, creative audio campaign in the research last year that we came out uh, with from the IB and, and the audio council at that point we had sort of eight in ten media buyers already at least experimenting with streaming and I think they're around a third with podcasting and it was really looking towards the last 12 months as getting into taking it a bit more seriously um, putting your sales hat back on I mean has that appetite to go beyond experimentation sort of picked up in the last 12 months is the investment really there absolutely yeah we've we've seen hockey stick growth at SEA in our 
um, streaming offering. Um, fundamentally, the business is doubling down on audio, so there's a, a, a fair bit of focus and intent from our organisation. And we're not alone, I know the other broadcasters are. Um, we're getting a lot of feedback in market that um, Spotify is uh, a fantastic partner to work with here in AU, um, but there needs to be more inventory, there needs to be more supply, there needs to be more opportunities. Um, and as I said at the very start, it's the audiences that are driving that. Um, and you know we're seeing good audience growth at SCA, but uh, the hockey stick growth comes from revenue. So, and is, is that a mix of direct and programmatic, or what's your approach to it managing is a, inventory? It is a mix. Yes. Mm. Yep. So we actually um, blend all the way through. So um, direct IO, programmatic guaranteed, or open exchange. So there's some uh, fantastic tech out there at the moment that's enabling uh, the programmatic elements. Um, and we're also trying to look and support buyers around bundling. So what is your strategy for a, an on-air uh, campaign and align that with um, a streaming or a podcasting campaign as well? Presumably we're keep, still keeping digital yields high in the mix. Oh, they naturally are, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a supply and demand mm. scenario at the moment. So there's, no, there's probably not enough supply uh, to support demand. So basic uh, economics 101. Um, that will come on as um, elements like in-stream come into the mix mm which I think the market is looking at very closely at the moment. I'd like to spend a little bit of time chatting about podcasting. You guys have made some some big moves in that area. There's obviously a lot of talk and a lot of players looking at this. Um, I guess what's your approach to it? And then how are you, I guess, hoping to stand out in the mix of different offerings that are out there? Absolutely. The two elements of SCA podcasting is Podcast One, which you may have heard of, um, it had a lot of noise in market and gained some really good traction, uh, both from an audience and a revenue point of view. We also offer SCA radio show catch-up podcasts. So if you missed your favourite show first thing in the morning, um, uh, then you can catch up through uh, the apps. You can either stream them or you can download them as well at your convenience. So they're, they're, they're similar um, products from a consumer point of view, but from a I guess creative and, and technical point of view, they are quite different. Mm. Uh, one being short form. Um, pre-broadcast content and the other is bespoke long-form content. And have you got a different revenue model for both? Is the catch-up linked to the show? Is it the same ads, different ads? Uh, we have multiple methods of, of revenue around those. So you can bundle the radio show sponsorship with the catch-up radio podcast. Mm -hmm. um, you can buy it directly uh, as a reach tool. Um, you can also buy it programmatically, so we're working with some very strong tech partners to enable that. Podcast One, though, as a as a premium or ultra premium uh, podcasting solution with some fantastic names like Mark Howie, Gary Meehan, Paul Ruse, um, is sold direct uh, at a premium CPM. The uh, voiceover artist or the talent actually is the star of the podcast. Yeah. So you're getting um, you know perceived endorsement from Gary Meehan for your uh, range of um, products for your brand. So it's a very powerful tool and uh, so far the, the market's been very receptive to that. And are the talent loving the change in having that freedom with content? Uh, they do love it, yeah. yeah. So at the launch um, we had uh, Adam Shand and, and Gary Meehan and, uh, and Mark Boros um, with many others who were um, talking about the enjoyment they get from supporting brands. Mm. So they are all very commercial. Um, they do uh, obviously love telling stories to their um, their own fans and the, and the consumers of the podcast. They're also very commercial to the point where they know how to tell a brand story. So that's what we're trying to get across with the Podcast One product, um, whereby it's a really immersive experience and that, that uh, perceived endorsement from, from the talent is really powerful. Now, it wouldn't 
be me without asking more about measurement than I've already asked about. So I'm going to I'm going to throw a challenge out to you. So if there was one area either on the measurement in terms of the ratings or the attribution effectiveness side of things, what would you like to see 2018 really crack in this market? Probably the first element. So it's audience measurement. Mm -hmm. um, and we're seeing different parties come to the table around what that may look like. So we're seeing uh, Nielsen uh, investing in streaming through DCR, which is a great start. Um, there needs to be a more uh, common measurement around that. So mm -hmm. I think that's a really great start. I know GFK uh, have just renewed their uh, partnership with CRA from a, a broadcast point of view. So that that's in a really good spot. Uh, and I think podcasting is the new frontier. I think it needs mm. um, a little bit more clarity around audiences. And I know uh, one of our partners is uh, confidently now producing unique um, unique audiences around podcasting. So Great. Uh, the relatively broad vision of downloads and, and streaming sessions is evolving rapidly. Um, and I guess that comes in line with the audience and, and revenues around that. So mm. if we can get the upfront measurement of audiences so people will know what they're or can plan to buy and then know what they're buying, yep. um, I think and that'd then, be a fantastic result for 2018. Then the challenge of looking at the duplication across the different Of services. course, yeah. yeah. So then it's how do you plan your channel? And then mm. ultimately at some stage down the track, we, uh, we can make every impression accountable uh, from an attribution point of view. Leave you with one big thing. So I'm sure, you, as we all do, are looking at overseas markets in terms of, of what's happening. I know we like to think we're ahead in everything in Australia, but if there was one shiny toy that you've noticed out in the in the wide world, um, is there something that's exciting you, something that you feel like would be great to bring to the Australian market? Yeah, I, I've been interested in interactive ads for a while now. So I do have a massive passion for, for audio. Um, I started in radio. I, I love radio immensely. I love where radio is going uh, as far as you know, IP-based audio consumption. Um, I also like the fact that uh, you can now interact with ads. So if, if the audio is consumed over IP, there are technologies out there that allow you to interact, whether it's um, you know, downloading an app uh, on, on the uh, instruction of the audio creative or visiting a site or entering a promotion or uh, commencing some sort of form fill. Mm -hmm. um, that's a really powerful tool to make uh, audio you know, more and more accountable. Um, yeah. It's a fantastic broad, uh, branding tool, um, but it's also um, a really strong retail driver as well for whatever the, the campaign KPI is. So I think, yeah, there's some, some great brands um, out there at the moment um, that are offering that capability. I think it's got a fair way to go. The beautiful thing is that the audio ad still plays. Yeah. It's still a really strong audio tool. You also get the benefit now of having a, an online interaction at the back of that mm. ad as well. So yeah, it's a really interesting yeah. space. I guess radio has always been a very strong call to action medium, so it sort of follows on from that. Absolutely. So Steve, I'm looking forward to seeing you at the events yes. and unveiling the research. And the research will be up on the IAB website from the 22nd for all our members. Um, and I'm sure you'll be reading about it in the trade press as well. So thank you for your time today. Thank you, Joe. The IAB Simplify and Inspire podcast. For more information, visit iabaustralia.com.au.